Jesus, we have an emergency. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for protection. We thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for the truth that sets us free. We thank you, Lord God, that you are coming back to return to this earth. Lord God, to take charge, to take possession, to reclaim that which is rightfully yours. We thank you for giving us the truth and the solid foundation of your word, that you do not lie that your Holy Spirit is with us and will not leave us or forsake us until all is done that needs to be done. Father God, we thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can use that to speak and declare truth and, Lord God, to be free and to walk in freedom and to set others free. So we thank you, Lord, for the promise, your promise, your promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no action taken will be able to be used by the enemy to take uh, advantage of us, to destroy us, to corrupt us, to confuse us, to scatter us, to make us anxious, fearful, distracted, angry. Father God, that we will rightly divide your holy word of truth and know where we are. We thank you, Jesus, you are with us. You said you'd never leave us or forsake us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the faithful witness. You see all of this. You know everything. And you've got us in the palm of your hand. So thank you for this day. Your will be done. Amen. Hey, we have an emergency. Amen. Well, there's yeah, yeah. an emergency. Well, you know. Well, right now we've got something, I guess we would call it the corona commotion. Yeah, corona commotion. Yeah, well, it kind of goes right right into, puts, Jesus named it. He didn't call it corona, but here's what he did. In Luke chapter 21, he said in I'm verse. To read, can I read it? From well, the let me read it. Bible? Other, the, Will yeah, you read it from yeah. the New King James yeah, and, I'll and then read I'll, it from okay. the Amplified Bible. Um, but when you hear, well, let's do 8 and 9 for me. For he said, Take heed that you do not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. But when, they hear, when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified. For these things must come to pass, but first, but the end will not come immediately. Well, then in the Amplified Bible, verses 8 and 9 of Luke 21, and he said, Be on your guard and be careful that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name, appropriating to themselves the name Messiah, which belongs to me, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go out after them. Mm-hmm. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, disturbances, disorder, and confusion, do not become alarmed and panic-stricken and terrified. Mm-hmm. For all this must take place first, but the end will not come immediately. Yeah, the word commotion means a sense of in- intense motion, noisy confusion. And so let's look at where we're at right now in the world, kind of taking a little bit of an overview you know, in the past, when there were issues and insurrections and confusion, it was like we were always watching it on TV. We were always not there, but we were observing it from afar, and it what didn't really affect us. It wasn't really like something, you know, it would happen to someone else, some other country, some other calamity, not our problem. And so um, we kind of like had that distance. Now that we have this global everything, 
we're having what globalism means. Globalism means you share what I've got and I, I have what you have. And, and so, but, but, you know, so the globalistic idea, you know, of trying to get everybody on the same page to do the same thing, have the same money, the same ideology, the same uh, direction, intensity, uh, is, is like what Satan wants, but he has to weed out those that are uh, resistant. And he's very clever. Uh, so when we look at this um, whole situation, you know, going back to our humanness and our, you know, just our being on this planet vulnerable and kind of insecure because we only have certain resources. We never are happy when things uh, come upon us that we can't control. Well, if you look at, you know, commercials on television and so forth, you know, take control of your mm-hmm. finances, take control of your health, take control of your life, take control of mm-hmm. your life. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we don't like it humanly. We don't like it when things are not are out of control or out of our control. We, we don't know what's going on and what happens. Fear comes in right. and, Anxiety. and we don't want to live in fear, but like many people do yeah. live in fear. Well, you know, it's like being, we think it's an illusion. It's deception. Jesus, don't be deceived, but control of we're, we're like in charge. We're like, we like being in charge. We like, it makes us feel secure. We can control things if we have enough money or position. Uh, it gives us a sense of power. Uh, the world is actually in a power struggle, whether it is political or social, economical, uh, to secure their life and station in life. So it's like everybody wants the same thing. They all want to live happily ever after, be safe, and be in control and have everything the way they want it. So, because the lie is that if I can control, control things, I don't have to be afraid. So mm-hmm. control is the devil's solution to the spirit of fear, which prevails everything. Um, it, it actually is all ending up to be, as it always was, an illusion. Yeah. I mean, to do everything we can, you know, financially, uh-huh. you know, our house, family, w- work, uh, we, jobs, we want, job security, we, we, safety, job security, money, four hundred one k's. We would like to have peace. Mm-hmm. We would like to have sense where we don't have to give in to to fear mm-hmm. because everything is okay. But for the most part, in in the lives uh, of people on this earth, yeah, our most nat- things mm-hmm. are not okay. Right, Nothing. most things are are really out of our control, and they're not as they appear. You know, we really understand. Jesus said, again, do not be deceived. I think sometimes we take that to mean don't be deceived about false Jesus is coming and f- f- false teachers and, and antichrist spirits and following in after church. in the church. In, in, the but church. this deception However. also prevails in the world because Satan's first description of Satan, uh, Jesus' first description of Satan is he's a liar mm-hmm. and he's a deceiver. So, you know, you we can live in, we have lived, we have allowed ourselves to be deceived in living in the illusion of safety. Well, right, and part of it too is that, you know, we have all this commotion <laughs> with our presidential election here in the United yeah. States, and what happens is, and you know, this one said, oh, "I'm the man, mm-hmm. I'm your Messiah," mm-hmm. uh, you know, "I'm the guy," and Jesus said, "Don't fall, don't for, fall for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's the guy, but Jesus Christ is the guy." So we've been taught in this world system that we're our identity, a safety. Our, our worth and value is pay, is based on our being able to behave properly and take care of ourselves. So we we do feel secure, false security, um, and want to protect ourselves. But the real truth underlying the whole surge of false peace and false prosperity 
that rides on the surface, that we're riding on the surface of a huge destructive tsunami. We're on the surface of it and we think everything's cool. We're in the eye of the storm, so to speak. Um, but everything that we have been told by the world, uh, the rhetoric of the world is to deceive us and distract us from the real truth of where security, peace, and power really lies. Yeah, deception, distraction, you know, mm-hmm. falling after yeah. things. You know, Jesus warned, he says, don't be taken up with the yeah. the, the pursuit of uh, riches and pleasures and the cares of this life. Right. But if you think, you know, just, just practically, you know, you go to a restaurant and there you know, might be, you know, 12 big screen TVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to a gas station to pump your gas. There's a TV station. Noise. And noisy there's, there's, commotion. There's noise. You go noisy on the Internet. Commotion. There's noise. There's confusion. There's distraction. All the time. Every, which way? You go to a, a, in a hospital. Somebody's laying there dying of cancer. And they've got a TV there to distract them mm-hmm. from the pain and so forth. The end is coming. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. The truth is we have been deceived and distracted. Jesus himself told us this 2,000 years ago when he stopped by for a few years to tell us what was going on. He told us there would be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the, in the earth and the stars. We have rejected those signs. We've already had the four blood moons, you know, and there's four more coming in 25, I think. But it would be that the time of intense, he says, it will be the time of intense and deliberate deception. And this is what is real. The, his first warning. What can we do about the sun? Nothing. The moon, the stars falling. What can we do about that? What, Earthquakes. What, what can we do? Nothing. He, he said there would be wars. Nothing new. Really, there's been wars since, you know, every, since the beginning. But he said the commotions, that sense of intense motion, noisy confusion, or activity, um, and like you said already, our political thing is just a total circus. It's, it's, it's just a, a it's distraction. A, it's, it's a sick circus. And it does, it's not going to go I anywhere. I sick in a good sense. Because yeah, yeah, right. Kid, kids say something sick, it's really good, but we're saying it in an yeah. old-fashioned way. Well, th- this, this commotion that Jesus really didn't get into the detail of it, but I, I would really believe we are seeing commotion. And we haven't really talked much about what are the commotions that distract our lives. But there are two or three or four maybe purposes of a commotion. And the one is to, as we talked about, distract us, keep us from the real issue, keep us from the real uh, urgency, the real um, truth about w- the, the word of God, the, the, the presence of God, the, the command of God uh, to know God. So we're distracted. The second one is to make people feel anxious and worried. You know, we have already many people are over super anxious, intensely anxious um, super sensitive, so sensitive and anxious that they can't sleep, they can't eat, they can't, they're OCD, they, they don't know how to, what to do anymore to protect them. They're out of control, they're over the tap, they've lost control. Uh, third, to make people confused about what is the truth and what to do and how to prepare. You know, many people tell well, the end is coming, we've got to prepare. And I, my question was always, well, for, from which which attack are we preparing for? Are we preparing for a gun attack or a, a bullets, a, 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 you know, a, a d- disruption of the airwaves, uh, the 5G? Uh, no, but to make people do crazy things and go crazy, that's the fourth one, to make them angry and terrified. Terrified, angry. You know, the injustice makes people angry. Well, what happens is, is if you get bound with confusion and fear, what you're talking about, distraction, deception, mm-hmm. fear, and confusion, 
you get those things what going happens? stirred up yeah that, this is something that's more you, then than, you more than mental or psychological mm-hmm. because what happens is that satan thrives demons thrive in the midst of those things of, yeah. so what happens is that you get literally locked up mm-hmm. strongholds mm-hmm. actually develop mm-hmm. in your life from the enemy, from fear that you just you just can't get rid, snap your fingers and get rid of them. And a lot of people don't realize. But but you could you, speak the word and get rid of them you out can loud. Speak yeah. the word but, and get rid of them. But you have to recognize them. Deliverance through the power of the name of Jesus. But most people have no clue mm-hmm. that they're getting locked up by uh-huh. you know by demon powers. Well, Jesus's command at this, he says, but when you hear of wars and commotions, the next four words: Do not be terrified. Do not be terrified. So he's saying that this, what you're talking about, Jerry, is that the anxiety, the fear, the anger, the helplessness, uh, the the freak out is will create a, a panic and an epidemic, you know, panic epidemic of terror. Mm-hmm. But these things, he said, must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. So, but it will come. It will come. Yes. And mm-hmm. Jesus has been very kind to delay, to give many signs about his coming, his return to the earth. Um, so that we can be fully ready and prepared. Um, he's coming to reclaim that which is rightfully his. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the battle, the war, the spiritual war between the creatures of earth that hate him, including many people who have turned their backs against God and have been deceived enough into believing that they still love God and know God mm-hmm. and talk about God and, and declare that they love and, and practice his words when they're actually... Liars. Yeah, because in, they're deceiving themselves. It says in the Bible, deceiving and, and deceiving, deceiving them, and deceive. themselves. Yes. Um, so, you know, including their overlords, they don't realize that they think they're seeking power and control to be on top, but they're overlords over them, which are the Satans, or Satan and his well, gang. They're, just, they they're been, trying to... Yeah. Uh, and, and they're trying in this great last days with great fury, they are trying to stop the return of Jesus Christ. So we see people's lives getting ramped up with terror, sickness, affliction. And now we have, um, you know, the bitter hatred, uh, the words, the, the, the violence, um, the plagues that are coming upon the earth before our very eyes. Well, and there's, there's, there's Jesus warned too, in. uh, Luke 21 and Matthew 24 about persecution, mm-hmm. the hatred uh, of, of, of Christians. Okay. Jesus said, they, they hated me, they'll hate you. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is what's going on. Too, so let's uh, talk about worldwide. the coronavirus because this is a clever, this is probably the most powerful, effective, insidious, and clever thing that Satan could have con- con- conceived. Yeah, right. Now, the thing is, there's so many things that only God knows about this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? So we're we're wondering, was it something that de- accidentally or deliberately released from yeah. the laboratory? Uh, you know, what's the body count? What's yeah. the infection count? Yeah. We don't know that. For what's sure. the death only rate? Only God knows. But, but we see this is like a double sword, double two-edged sword. It is not only deceptive because we don't know, you know, you don't know if the information coming out of China to be specific, you, you can't whether it. it's yeah. accurate or not, mm-hmm. whether it's worse than they're telling us because they don't want us to know how bad it is or whether it's not as bad as they're telling right. us. But nonetheless, the effect of it is to create fear and panic on the other side of the world. Um, this is a cunning device. And whether it like, like it's a sword that has taken over the whole world, it can shut down. For example, if it's, if it's, 
it's very helpful for China. It can shut down the riots and the desire the people want for freedom because now people are quarantined. They can't get out in the streets. There's no riots in Hong Kong. That was a clever thing. And, you know, if they're failing the economy, their banks are failing. This is a clever way to create a diversion and make an excuse so that um, they can spin it and blame it onto the virus. Um, but on the, the effect, and the other side of the world is, however, affecting stock markets and um, shutting down all of our everyday activities. There is no way that anybody can avoid crowds. You know, what do we do? We go to the grocery store. We go to basketball games. We go to church meetings. We go to family gatherings. We go anywhere where you're afraid that you can be, you know, affected, infected, can be a place now where then that'll mm-hmm. cause riots, run on the food. It, it is like an endless chain right. of control. Mm-hmm. And it's coming out of fear. It could be worse than we know. It could be not as bad as we know, but it doesn't matter because the end result is to create fear and panic if you go with fear and panic. But we have to understand that anybody who's traveling, the, the, fear, the fear factor, the potential for, a, for the fear factor in this situation with the coronavirus is like a 10 plus. It's over the top. There's no end to the amount of damage and control and ways it, it will be. affect, that it could affect it could you affect. if you let it, if you allow yourself to be swept up by the fear. Um, but I, I would say we must not fall for the alarmist tactics. Um, you know, here, think about it. If China were really sincere in um, the urgency of this outbreak, don't you think they would have been more um, specific with us on what's happening, giving us clear, clearer de- data and statistics? They, they, their, their numbers don't match. You know, mm-hmm. they give us this and then they give us that and they don't match. It's sort of like what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would have been more honest with us instead of keeping us guessing. But this guessing game is the open door Right. For fear, you know, how bad is it really? Jesus again said, do not be deceived. Um, th- so what have we been deceived about? The coronavirus is actually calling the world to attention. I don't see anything else that's ever done this. We've bombed, uh, we've got Iran, we've got Syria, we've got bombs flo- floating around, we've got airplanes being shot out of the sky, we've got all, but there's nothing that is going to get the attention of every human being that has any idea of what's going on like this will. Because we have been lollygagging in this battle of life, trying to what? Make it. Figure it out. Figure out how to get by. To hide, uh, to, to take care of ourselves. To take control of our life, you said. Make good decisions. Get ahead. Get rich. Uh, but hardly anyone is is digging into the real issue and essence of life, eternal life, the return of the king. Um, He is coming. But we have young people who are strapped in college debt, trying to get a a bachelor's, trying to get a master's, trying to get two master's so they can get a $25 or $30 an hour job to pay off a $60 to $80 or $100,000 school debt. They are already now indebted. They're already bound in the system. They're bound in the system because they believe the lie that I have to have a college education. I have to do something to get a good job so I can make it. I'm not advocating, you know, getting on the, 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 the handout lines. I'm not advocating, but I'm see, saying if we don't understand the real issues, the real essence of life, that Jesus is coming. And he said these signs 
We're going to tell that. In, in Revelations chapter, what, 4 and 5, we have the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Uh, Revelation uh, 6. Okay, 6. six. Yeah. So, so, so the horses are riding. They're here. We have the, what was the first one? The white horse, right? The white horse, which speaks of the, the, the spirit uh, of the Antichrist. Well, yeah, deception. That's not, that's not Jesus. Jesus is no. not the horse. <laughs> that's right. That's not the one. So this that's is, a, yeah. It's an Antichrist spirit. Of deception. Uh, and we've got that going on. we got the fiery horse, Revelation uh-huh. 6, 4. The red horse, yeah. The red horse. And that one is, uh, does, does what does he do? The war to take peace from the earth. So that's the war the on terrorism. should kill one another. Kill. And there was given to yeah. a great sword. Do yeah. you not see that, people? And then the third seal horse is uh, the black horse. Scarcity on earth. Scarcity food of shortages. Food, food shortages. Guess what? So We've got the locusts and the and the plagues and the pestilences going on over in Somalia, Af- yeah. Pakistan, yeah. other places. So in, in, and even starting Africa. on the border of China now. We've yeah. got so many plagues uh, of these locusts eating up all the food. So that's going to make a food shortage. And yeah. you've got yeah. a lot and of people over there. the pale horse. The green horse. Uh, mm-hmm. the, it says it's a, the pale horse yeah. or green horse. Uh, and the name of him who sat on it was death, and Hades followed with him. Wow. And power was given to him. This is just, just death. This is um, over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword. So you have, basically, you have war. You have what? Famine. Famine. With hunger and with death and by the beast of the earth. So this is where we're at. The horsemen are riding. Not to say that they haven't been riding forever, but and not to say that, you know, these things have not happened before. Those things were the birth pangs. Those are the beginnings. Uh, But now we have, so when are we going to surrender? Instead of trying to control, 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 when are we going to actually bow both knees to the Lord God and ask him to forgive us? This world, not just our country, but this world is in a judgment, the grip of judgment, demonic judgment, because we have rebelled and refused. We have embraced witchcraft. We have embraced violence. We have embraced lies, murder deception. Of the, murder of the innocent yeah. children. When people, those of you who are listening to us, you are the ones with the power. You are the ones that can turn the hand of this thing by repenting, by teaching and sharing and discipling and encouraging other people to repent. There's nothing down here worth living for you know and and accumulating because everything is going to you can't take it with you anyway only thing that you can take with you is the you know your your salvation your life record of what you did and how you lived it that's the only thing that's going to matter when we see our our lord face to face so we i believe i believe that all of this is you see oh my god what's happening you know what? Both God and Satan are working in the same place at the same time to do the opposite thing. Satan is trying to provoke terror and and a fear and anxiety. And God on the other side of the same, he's working in the same place at the same time to do the opposite thing, is here to bring us to uh, repentance and, and surrender and the revelation of, I cannot save myself. I am already saved, by the way, those of you who know Jesus Christ. So this is going to provoke a great awakening. And in that great awakening, I believe there's going to be thousands and thousands and millions of people who will surrender to Jesus Christ, will bow their knee, repent, and confess their sins because we have lived as a foolish uh, and futile generation. This, you know, we've, we've disregarded, disregarded the things that the Lord has said to do. We've pursued worthless idols. Mm-hmm. And that will be revealed, you know. And, the and end in the judgment will follow. And you know, in Deuteronomy twenty-eight, 
and and uh, Leviticus 26, it talks about the blessings and cursings. Mm-hmm. When we obey the Lord, follow the Lord, mm-hmm. we're going to be blessed in many, many ways. If we do not, we're going to be cursed in many ways. One of the things that, you know, is, is that the alien, the foreign among us are going to become That's higher and higher. We, we become lower and lower. They're going to take over. You shall... He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. You know what the so, definition of a foreigner is? Someone whose language you do not understand. Mm-hmm. That's the actual definition of a foreigner, an, yeah. a, an alien. Yeah. But but look at so we have got we've broken all the rules, all well, the laws of God. Now let me can I just say something though, Jerry? Because I think a lot of people think, okay, so you said something about the blessings and cursings in Deuteronomy, and that's correct. Well, look. Can I let me just bring this clarify this a little bit? Okay, okay, because some people think, Oh, God is so mean. I mean, if He doesn't get things His way, mm-hmm. He's just going to smash us with all these things mm-hmm. sicknesses and yeah. plagues and, and everything like that. Yeah, He's so well, intolerant. Listen, mm-hmm. Here's the deal God says, Listen, I love you, I care about the human race, and if you, I care about each individual, and if you will just trust me and follow you, follow, follow me. me, you will have my grace and my blessing. But in other words, but you live in a dangerous place mm-hmm. on earth here. Mm-hmm. Yes, very if dangerous. You go outside my will. It, this is dangerous. It's just like he doesn't want us as his little kids to play out in the middle of the freeway. Yeah. He said, you know, is he mean because are you mean to your kids because you don't let them play on a, a, out on on an interstate? No. You 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 care about them. You protect them. But if we insist, but you're managing their behavior. But if you insist <laughs> on playing out in the, um, you got the choice. If you want to play play out in the middle of the freeway, you can. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I what you said, Margie, about a massive movement of repentance around the world. I believe that that's there's a two part thing with it. number one. I believe, and we just pray that this will happen. That there will be true repentance and starting with well, you and me and and uh-huh. at the same time when the plagues and all the things mm-hmm. all these things that are coming upon is the human race as we see in revelation it says that you get to the point where most of the people are not going to repent they're going to curse god well that's what it says gonna, that's what it says in revelation curse god yeah and, they're not going to turn. They're not going to turn. But that's maybe so, not most people. I, we don't know how many, but, there are but many, many that will. It says but the, then it does say in Daniel though the godly are going to get more godly, and the ungodly are going to get more ungodly. So you're going to see a stronger uh, polarization of people. Well, you said Jesus said in the last days there's going to be uh, a falling away, an apos, ap, ap, what is it, apostia. Apostasy, 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 apostasy of falling away, and then the um, end will come. Then you know the Son yeah. of Man is going to come. Yeah, there's but, a lot to so that. So there is a great spiritual falling away. At the same time, there God always has a remnant of people mm-hmm. that are going to stand right. for Him, no mm-hmm. matter what the cost. Well, you know, and that's true because uh, you know here's our this is our battle. This is where the battle really is. It's in your own mind, first of all, in your in, in between your soul and your spirit. Mm-hmm. Fear is and uh, anxiety, and uh, are trying to f- cause a freak out in the soul. That's why we need to learn to walk in the spirit. But let me go back to what you were saying a minute ago about God bringing these things. I know that's very common. If God is so good, why is He let all this bad stuff happen? Jesus is is super warning us. You know, it's not going to be good for the people in those days. Um, who are, you know, he's talking about several different destructions at that point in, in uh, Luke chapter 21. 
One is about the fall of Jerusalem, a specific uh, time and event that already happened. And then he's talking about his coming, which is also going to be surrounded with great calamity and, and confusion and commotions. And he's warning us, just like you, as Jerry said, a parent would warn a child, don't stick your finger in the light socket. You're three years old. You don't know about light sockets, and they're very dangerous if you've got a fork in your hand and you're going to stick your finger there. Your parent would say, honey, don't do that because that's really going to, that's very dangerous. You could get electrocuted. Now, you at a three-year-old level do not know what electrocution probably is at that point, so it's very good. God is warning us in Deuteronomy about the dangers of this world and the strategy of Satan because if Satan can con- deceive you into believing it's okay, it's not a big deal, there's no danger in the light socket, just stick your finger in there and see for yourself. You know, don't just trust your parent figure it out for yourself. You don't take the advice. You disobey. You try it on your own and you get electrocuted. So did God curse you and telling you there was a danger? No, he did not. He warned us. But Satan, God knows Satan is out there to to gather up anybody who he can that's walking away or out from under the protection of God's word on God's truth. And that's many today, many, many, many. Have, some have never even had a chance to hear the word correctly mm. the first time. Yeah. And, and God knows that. He's not going to you know, cast them off. He's going to work with them. He knows our hearts. Each man is, is you know, an individual before God. And so, but, but the thing is, is it a curse if I tell my child, don't do this because you're going to get hurt, you could get run over? Is that a curse or a warning? But it's Satan flips it around to be like God is cursing us and taking away our freedom to stick our finger in a light socket. God is trying to control and manipulate my behavior. You know, so I can't do this, this, and this because God has to have everything the way he wants it. That's exactly what you said. But that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. We know that. We agree. This is not the truth. But God has been set up to look like the bad guy, to look like the control freak, like we know better. And the God of this world is there to flatter you, entice you, seduce you, promise you all kinds of things. Notice the demonic blessings as well. The people who follow Satan are far more blessed, for the most part, financially and in position in this world because they're doing Satan's will, so he's paying them their wages. Mm-hmm. But that is going to be a mockery, and they're going to wish someday they would have never, never listened to him. Because, But God is good. God is faithful. God knows the treachery of Satan. And so we're not here to um, call God that God is judging. God is saying, Please repent. If you repent, if you confess, if you surrender, I will change things around. I can take care of this coronavirus for you. I can take care of the wars and rumors I can, of wars. I can do this. And even in your own mind, you need to have God take care of your life. You and I, we're at the point where we can't do it. Um, everything, everything that God says in his word is true and accurate and will come to pass. And we would be super wise to repent, soften our hearts, confess pride is such a thing but we need to it's not worth going to hell over though you know to stand up and stand strong and stubborn for the wrong thing it's not worth going to hell over i don't care what it is your your pride is not your pride it's a demon who's blocking you from humbling yourself and you got to be right well you know what being right is not the, the the most important thing the righteousness of jesus christ is our righteousness that is being right um and when you're right, he will def- he will defend you with his righteousness. Um, so here we are. This is what we're doing. We need to. We we will. We do well if we repent for our own sins. Repent. Let the Lord examine. Let the Holy Spirit examine you. Convict you. Okay, you've got a bad attitude. You're walking in fear. You've got too much anxiety. You're da 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 da. 
Let the Holy Spirit show you how to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You know, that's number one. Number two, confess the sins of this nation, of our families, of the generations, the sins of rebellion against God, practicing witchcraft, believing lies, you know, entertaining darkness, having Harry Potter books on your bookshelves. Come on, this stuff is going to kill you. You cannot have these cursed objects in your life, in your house, and think that you're going to be okay. The devil will use anything you've agreed with. And having a book like that or witchcraft or practicing that or crystals or yoga or whatever you want to do, doing that stuff gives an open door permission for the enemy to still creep in. If you have your house totally secure, every you have bars on the doors, you have chains and locks and deadbolts, and you have guns inside the house, but you left a little crack. You forgot to lock the back door. You just left it a little crack open, and it's, there's, it's, you're surrounded by ravenous wolves, ravenous you know, grizzly bears, whatever you want to call them, wolves, bears, lions. The chances are, eventually, if they get hungry enough, they will break into your house. They'll find that crack, and that is Satan. You need to clean your house. You need to get rid of those accursed objects in your mind, in your soul, in your emotions, in your life, and get back to reading the Word of God and believing it. Reading the Word of God, rightly dividing the Word of God by the Spirit of God, not through your denominational glasses. Not yeah, not not look in it. Yeah, and Lord, if you get down, you know the psalmist said, "Open my ears that I might open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of Thy law." Yeah. So if you say, "Lord, yeah, yeah. open my eyes, open give my me wisdom, heart, give me wisdom mm-hmm. to see, hear, and Jesus. understand." Mm-hmm. And let him speak to Father you. God. Let him speak comfortably. Yes, Lord God, we confess. First of all, we rep- repent for our own participation, knowingly and unknowingly, in the wickedness of the evil one. And we claim Psalm 91. We claim the promises as you said that you would that no plague would come nigh our dwelling. We confess, Lord, and repent and, and this, uh, declare that the wickedness of our nation, our country, our families, our practices that we have permitted are not okay anymore, that we have sinned and that we repent. We turn, change our minds. We confess those things and we turn ourselves completely over to you, Lord God, that we might be eligible for the promises of Psalm 91. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us, Lord, as your people. You know, Second Chronicles 7.14 that we hear so much about and don't really do, we don't really follow, that we, we who are your people, who are called by your name, will humble ourselves and pray and so yeah. seek your yeah. face, yeah. turn from our wicked ways. Amen. Then you will hear from heaven, you will forgive our sin, and you will heal our land. Yeah. The key yeah. to healing our land is not for the the wicked to to get righteous. It's for your people. To repent. You, to <laughs> us to repent. Mm-hmm. And that that our repentance will extend blessing and grace and truth throughout the land. I would encourage you to read Psalm 91. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noontime. And it says, surely, in in verse 3, it said, uh, verse 2 and 3, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my place of security Mm -hmm. and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. The coronavirus. Father God, thank you for your promises. We claim them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? 
Q Radio, because there's a war for your soul.